and welcome everyone to a special edition episode of Double Barrel Gaming Presents. I am your host, Mr. Boomstick XL, and as you can tell by the title, this is going to be an open dis debate slash discussion regarding the purchase of Zenimax and Bethesda and what those new IPs that are considered third-party studios and IPs mean to the Xbox brand. Uh, I am on, of course, the side of exclusive, 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 and uh, and Zemi here, who is, of course, the co-host of the uh, Xbox Factor podcast weekly and the cog that keeps that show going, is has another opinion about it. Zemi, welcome to today's program. And as let's, I just kind of want to throw this out to the, uh, to the people. This was all of his idea because behind the scenes, we were having a fantastic conversation yesterday. Mm -hmm. Um, what should be and what could be and and uh, if Microsoft wants to do this, maybe they should do that. And Zemi said, hey, why don't we do a debate live on the air? And I said, you know something? That sounds like a fantastic idea. So guess what? It is another day of live content. As a matter of fact, my record of live content, this is day eight in a two-week period. Uh, the only time I took off was Saturday and Sunday. And guess what? I'm going to finish the week off strong because not only is the new episode of the Xbox Factor podcast Thursday, we also have breakfast with Boom on Friday morning. So that will be 11 shows in 10 days. And I still have more to give. But Zemi, welcome to today's program. Well, uh, thank you for having me. Or I guess thank you for uh, agreeing to do this debate, man. I'm, I'm super excited. We have very, very different opinions. Uh, and I, I, I absolutely can't wait to jump in, man. So thanks for, you know, hosting this extra show for this week. Oh, I mean, this, this is this. I mean, obviously, this is awesome. I, I love doing this as much as I do love, love playing games, uh, you know, on, on a little bit of a, an excitement uh, kind of fanboy uh, kind of a conversation. Did anyone on Twitter see that Star Wars controller? That is for the Xbox One that comes with the charger. Obviously, it's in conjunction with uh, the Star Wars game being released on Friday. My God, it is so awesome. I mean, you know, I, I, I should just screen sh uh, share this. I'm actually going to have to do that. Let me see if I can find it again. Um, but Zemi... Before I get into that, um, you know, let's get into um, trying to help a few of our community members that have small businesses that, you know what, that have been there with us from the beginning. And we're going to start with a good friend of ours. Now, you know him as the graphic god. I know him as an extended brother from Canada. And graphic god has something called, he has his own business. I think you may or may not know that. And he is an incredible artist, uh, one of the finest in the community, if I might add. And he obviously does gamer picks, banners, logos, intros, and t-shirts. And his business is called Graphic God Productions. And it's one that if you are new to this particular channel, uh, of course, he has done all the graphic work. He has done all of the thumbnails uh, for the shows. He has also done all of the intros with the animated uh you know uh, backgrounds and music and uh he does that from the comfort of his home he is an incredible community member he's also um the voice so one of the voices for retro renegades which is a, a his youtube show that is on wednesday evenings and again if you are an older gamer like myself you should 
definitely check out those guys at Retro Renegades on his YouTube channel. But also, if you are someone potentially looking for, um, you know, graphic work done at a reasonable price, but done professionally all the same, check out Graphic God Productions. You can reach out to Jay at, at uh, graphic underscore God on Twitter or at XboxGamerPicks.com, and you can tell him that Mr. Boomstick sent you. Also, I'm going to bring up now the Pope. Obviously, you know who the Xbox Pope is. My God, who doesn't know who the Xbox Pope is? He was on last week's show, which is closing in on 10,000 views. And that is a big deal for my small channel because I only have 6,000 subs. So to get that many views means that a lot of people love the guy's work. And he has a company called Pop Art. And the E is silent. And obviously, you know, he makes custom controllers and he was on here last week and he talked about what goes into making them and how uh, the quality that he does is much different than some of the people that do it and just spray on and send you a so-called custom controller you can head over to pop pop little e art.com he also has a sale going on now, i'm not sure if it's continued before i say that it is or it's not i'd reach out to him of course at the xbox pope on twitter and find out if he's going to extend that 30 percent discount and all you have to do is type in pop little e art in the discount coupon section of the uh, before you check out and you will save 30 percent so listen check out both of these gentlemen they are community icons in my opinion and certainly deserve our support but listen let's get back into why we're here and we're here to talk about the you know the bethesda deal and what it actually means for xbox now obviously this is a, this is a topic that is not going to go away anytime soon and with this purchase of Zenimax and bethesda that was announced last monday many in the gaming community of course that includes both the media gaming media and the social media aspect have a lot to say about the uh, about this industry changing event and instead of course sell uh, you know having a giant celebration there were immediate assumptions that microsoft must leave fallout elder scrolls doom wolfenstein and others as multi-plats uh, for the sake of microsoft making their money back because obviously the pocket watchers have come out and they are doing microsoft books apparently uh, and they were out there in full force now many of the outspoken um, the journalists, uh, and more specifically, are the same ones that just a few months ago were cheering on the Spider-Man exclusive Marvel Avengers deal that is currently available for the Xbox One, PS4, and PC. Uh, they said this is great for PlayStation gamers. PlayStation has their, their community in mind. They want to support. They want to give back to their community. So Spider-Man only on PlayStation, and that was cheer, right? We remember that. We remember hearing some of the tropes about, well, if you don't have um, the PlayStation 4 version, go out and get it. Go out and buy it, or go buy a PlayStation 4 to play Spider-Man, and everyone was okay with it at the time. Well, on today's special edition show, Zemi Games and I are going to be debating this exact point, and my position is very clear. I have fallen on the side of keeping every IP that's not already an established MMO like Fallout 76 and Elder Scrolls Online off of PlayStation 5, and not for spite, but for business. 
So, Zemi, look, you know, as, as we openly discuss, and I, like we have openly discussed many times, uh, you are not a big fan of exclusive content. In fact, I would say that it bothers you to some extent because you feel that you don't want to have to be forced, in your opinion, into buying a console for said uh for said you know um you know game so just real quick before we get into the actual debate aspect of it what is it about the exclusive content that you don't like yeah so i mean exclusivity is like one of those things that there is a lot of there's there's a lot of dynamic you know differences between certain games going exclusive and other games going exclusive for instance halo being an exclusive title does not bother me that much because halo has always been an exclusive title um and an exclusive franchise for microsoft right but where i kind of start getting you know in, in, in the feelings that you know, exclusivity is very unethical is whenever we take beloved franchises and we lock them behind a paywall of 500, 400, $300 to experience that, right? All of us Xbox players know how awful it is to want to go and play Spider-Man, but you know, either we can't because we don't have the money or we just don't want to, because we just don't want to own multiple consoles. Uh, but for one way or another, we just kind of get left out of being able to play Spider-Man because we just don't either a have the ability or b just don't you know want to spend 400 500 to be able to play that one game that we actually want to play on that platform and it always sucks because spider-man is that beloved franchise that we all want to play elder scrolls is another one of those beloved franchises same as doom same as fallout same as all of these other things so what bothers me is i don't believe that xbox should lock all of those titles down 100 exclusive the only way to play is by playing them on uh, the Xbox platform one way or another, I believe that it is a better idea business-wise to uh, put them as timed exclusives or specifically select certain ones to be timed exclusives and hold other ones back as 100% exclusives if, if that's what they want to do. But I definitely don't believe it is the best idea for Xbox to lock down all Zenimax uh, titles, Bethesda published titles 100% only playable on the Xbox platform. I think they're going to make a lot more money if they go the timed exclusive route three or uh, six months, a year timed exclusive, and then publish the game officially on PlayStation. I believe that they're going to make a lot more money that way. It's going to be the more ethical thing that they can do, and it's going to garner them a lot of goodwill for the, for the gaming community. Well, here's the thing. What, what, how are we going to break this down? Because it's not going to be a you know a, a slobber knocker free for all. For, first of all, I, I I want it to be completely clear that Zemi and I are brothers. So this is a, this is a very friendly debate. I just want to warn everybody in a very talk to Lita Papa. If people start with the cursing and 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 getting a little ridiculous over his opinion, because his opinion is going to be very different than mine, I'm going to bounce you. Because obviously I have to protect my, 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 you know, my people. So if you have something, that, if this is maybe a, a tough subject for you, let's let's keep the caps down. Let's keep the the you know the uh, the 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 undertone friendly because that's what really this is. It's two opinions. I just want to throw that out there real quick. But the way I want this to go down is we're going to break it down in bullet points. So it's it again. It's not it's not a battle royale where people are flying over the top rope. But before we do that. I want to screen share something, man, because I, I gotta I gotta show this, but I gotta show this to the community. And uh, I'm gonna bring it up right now. Here's the Chrome tab. Let's bring this up. Here we go. 
this is this is what I bought this morning, folks. Here we go. My God, look at that controller. Now, listen, I, I'm not sponsored by controller gear, but if they're listening, and if you want to maybe potentially suggest that Double Barrel Gaming should get controller gear as a, as a, as a sponsor, that would be kind of dope. But dude, guys, look look how look at this. This is this is gorgeous. I mean, this is this is what I'm talking about. Look look at the box. I mean, that is. But look at the con with the controller, man. I mean, wow, that looks. Come on, I mean, really, that is dope. I mean, if you were a Star Wars nerd like me, I mean, look at the box for crying out loud. Who? And again, it was one one seventy three. I think it was after shipping. You get the controller stand, which is just like the one for gears. It is, it's legit, folks. It is absolutely legit. I'm just gonna stop uh, sharing that screen real quick and uh, get back to, of course, business here. But listen, here is the first bullet point, uh, and I'm interested to know what the what 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 the chat is. And first, folks, we're already at 300 people already here. We're only 13 minutes into the show. I want to thank everyone for welcome, taking. Welcome. The, uh, yeah, welcome to the program. Obviously, if you are new to Double Barrel Gaming, please consider. So I've been a channel. Lots of um, good stuff is coming. We've uh, been very busy the last couple of weeks with uh, unbelievable amounts of uh, content that I've been producing on almost a daily basis. And uh, it's it's fun. It's hashtag fun and positive and it's informative and everything is fact checked. So, uh, again, if you're new, welcome. Uh, it doesn't matter what brand that you like to support. We love everyone here. This is an open, uh, you know, like the old, they all say, mi casa, su casa. Well, of course, that's what I mean here today. So consider subbing the channel. Of course, if you're already here and you are subbed and potentially already enjoying today's banter hit the like button trust me i'd like to get we're already at 300 people i'd like to get 300 likes man maybe we can get everyone to like but maybe we can break some records today for double barrel gaming presents but listen zemi here, here's the first question what is the importance of long-term subscription versus short-term money when deciding to keep all of bethesda's ips on Xbox and slash PC exclusively and allowing these IPs to eventually or potentially play on the PlayStation ecosystem. What, what, what are your thoughts? Cause I'll let you go first. Cause I, I have a whole write up for this. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously like whenever, whenever my opinion is out there, like the first thing that a lot of people are going to think is yeah, but you know, they bought Bethesda to put their games on their service to increase subscriptions and to also bring people over from PlayStation to their platform. And I agree 110%, right? Like that is the purpose, um, a, a major purpose of, of acquiring Bethesda was for that, for that point. Um, but I will also say that not every single PlayStation user is going to jump boat over to an Xbox platform near you to play Elder Scrolls. And a lot of those people, they may want to really play Elder Scrolls, but they may not be in a mobile gaming. They may want to, they may not want to play on a mobile device. Um, and, 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 and that's perfectly okay. I don't particularly want to play on a mobile device. It's just not for me. Um, and then, you know, the other argument is, well, they could buy a 300, $500 system. They may not have the money to do that. And they may just truly honestly prefer the PlayStation platform more. Uh, and, and that one game elder scrolls or that one game fallout might not just, it just might not be the thing to, to, to transition them over to the Xbox platform. And the same as PC, they may not own a PC. They may not like playing, uh, on, on a PC for those reasons, right? So potentially, ultimately, what I'm saying with a timed exclusive and what the timed exclusive would allow is it's going to put in a, a good amount of time 
for whatever PlayStation user who cannot wait to play the next Elder Scrolls, the next Fallout game, to jump ship over to Xbox and to play the title over on an Xbox console, on their smartphone or whatever. But undoubtedly, you're still going to have a user base on PlayStation who want to play Elder Scrolls, but they're just not going to jump ship over to an Xbox platform, either because they don't want to play on a smartphone, they don't want to, they don't have a PC and they don't want to buy a PC, or they just don't have the money, or they're just, they just don't want to buy an Xbox. You're going to have those people, undoubtedly. And the, the, the reason I bring this up is because if there are 2 million people that they could potentially sell to on that PlayStation platform, and we don't know how many users, uh, this is all you know hypothetical because we don't have the numbers. We don't know how many people would be willing to play Elder Scrolls that have previously bought Elder Scrolls, but just wouldn't be willing to transition over to the Xbox platform. We don't know that number, but just as you know, an idea, let's just say that there's 2 million users over on PlayStation that would be willing to play Elder Scrolls or have played Elder Scrolls before, but they're just not willing to transition over and to put into some perspective uh in, into you know perspective for elder scrolls skyrim whenever it lit initially launched on the xbox uh 360 and the playstation 3 it sold 6.5 million units on playstation 3 whenever it was remastered it sold 3.36 million units on the playstation 4 and fallout sold 8.5 million units on the PlayStation 4. So there's obviously a huge audience, but that huge audience may not all want to transition over. So if Xbox did do this timed exclusive thing that I'm talking about, and if they, after that 12 months, they sold the next Elder Scrolls game, the next Fallout game, whatever it may be, on the PlayStation platform, and 2 million units got sold, then they would be making they would be making a, a lot of money. They would be making, I believe it was $98 million is what I, is what I uh, calculated it to be. Of course, PlayStation would get 30% of that $70 price tag for the game, but then Xbox would still be making $49 per sell uh, per, you know, per person of revenue. And that is a lot of money to leave out on the table. And, and so my ultimate thing here that I'm trying to say is that by making it a timed exclusive to try to get as many people to transfer transit transition over to the Xbox platform as possible, but then also then putting it out on uh, to the PlayStation console a year after and getting those extra sales, you're going to be double dipping and you're going to be maximizing your revenue. And, and that is the whole point of a business. They want to make as much money as they can. Well, I mean, listen, my, my, my counter argument to to what the, what you're saying and, and what you're saying does make sense. Le leaving money on the table is something most companies don't want to do. But when you look at what has happened in the past seven years, one of the biggest criticisms for the Xbox brands from both from both the the uh, the PlayStation community slash um, gaming media, and of course, some of, even our even some of our own uh, fans, including myself, has been the lackluster first-party output that Microsoft has had in their stable of first-party games. This particular purchase not only rectifies that, and and I'm going to be, and I've said this on, uh, I believe it was yesterday. I was already excited for the 15 first-party studios that their games are being made for. Now, again, 
15 first party studios with probably around 19 or 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 or, or 20 studios within those 15 are making games so we're gonna have a tremendous amount of games but when you add bethesda into the mix is 35 teams in total making games for the xbox slash you know steam or you know um the pc market I, i'll say i said it yesterday and i'll say it again microsoft does not need the money from from uh from sony and and here's the reason why i say that because we have to we have to remember we, you know you want to talk about numbers you want to talk about you know bringing in the, the 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 ratios and you know they made this money this much money here all of these games are going to be on the next generation consoles which means that that 112 million playstation owners is completely a moot point the, 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 it's, a, it's a clean slate. So let's just say, for instance, and I said this yesterday and I'll say it again. Let's say, for instance, that when the next Elder Scrolls comes out, um, the PlayStation has 10 million, 10 million um, uh, PlayStation 5 owners. Microsoft is probably going to get about maybe 3 million of those. I say a third, maybe 30, maybe, maybe let's, let's get crazy and say 3.5 million of those people uh, those gamers are are potentially going to buy one copy of the Elder Scrolls at seventy dollars. Microsoft has to then pay Sony seven uh, thirty dollars um, to have that on there, so they're they're, they're going to be getting under j just a little over forty bucks um, to, uh, in return. So they have to pay they would, Sony. They would be getting forty nine dollars. Forty nine. Okay, so 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 forty nine dollars. But the the point of the matter is, is that when you're building a service like Microsoft in, in, intends to, and you're trying to compete with the likes of um, Amazon and, of course, um, Google, exclusive content matters. Uh, Microsoft has already compared themselves to be the Netflix of gaming. Well, Netflix currently has 150 million subscribers. Microsoft eventually is going to want Game Pass to have 150 million subscribers, and you can't do that if you give people the ability to play a game other than on PC, which of course they would have Game Pass, or the Xbox, you know, the Series X or S, where Game Pass is now. The Steam aspect of it is that's leaving money on the table because Steam, as we've seen in the last couple of months, has been making money. Microsoft is making bank from Steam. They bought they all of the games that you know that like the Grounded sold tremendously on there. Uh, the Master Chief Collection sold tremendously on there. Flight Simulator, unbelievable on there. Um, the new RPG, the top-down um, uh, RPG, uh, RTS, that just came out, selling very well on Steam. So Microsoft is making money from a business that has 50 times more players than the PlayStation brand. Now, here, here's the other thing. And I think this is the most important. And I, you know, and I got to catch up on a few of the super chats because we've had a couple of uh, big bangers come in here. So let me just get to those in a second. But here, here, here's here is the 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 real crux of this particular point is that Sony has made it their personal business to tell you, the Xbox gamer, that. The water is better on this side of the fence. Our grass is greener because we have exclusives. And it's not just Sony. It has been their fans, and it certainly has been the media to make Xbox gamers feel adept 
to being real gamers. Like if you want to be a real gamer, you need to own a PlayStation. And this is why, because we have all of these exclusive games that you can't find everywhere else. Now, someone, and I didn't pull it up in time, and I apologize, uh, said something very interesting. One, if, if I recall, one of the running tropes for Xbox has been, if, why do I need an Xbox? I can play on PC. I can play on my $3,000 rig. I don't need an Xbox. That was why, that was one of the most overly used comments from the PlayStation community, right? Xbox has no games. Xbox exclusives, they are, they're under 70 metas. They're all this, that, and the third, right? We know all the tropes. Well, now Microsoft is in a position where just about every one of these Bethesda games are probably going to be in the 90s. There's no doubt about it. I mean, for crying out loud, Doom Eternal is probably going to be in the running for Game of the Year. Doom, the world-renowned title that everyone knows, even your grandma knows what Doom's, Doom is, is an exclusive. Why would you give that to Sony? Why would you allow? Not for money. Who cares? Who cares about the the the, the, the four million sales that are going to get on on um on PlayStation Five? Because I wouldn't. What I would want though is potentially uh, 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 making and, and you can you can you know obviously you can find you know kind of, you know have a problem with this, but you're forced. Well, I mean, I mean force the people into buying a console or investing into your platform. Okay. And how do you do that? You are, you do not allow any of these games to go onto PlayStation. If you want the best place to play Doom Eternal 2, it ain't going to be on a PlayStation. It's going to be on an Xbox or a PC or your tablet or your phone or potentially even your TV through Xbox Game Pass. Okay, so you just mentioned something like a lot of things that are just like really, really interesting there, right? Um the first one that I want to touch on is, you know, you mentioned 4 million and 4 million is just going to be the number that I'm running with because because you mentioned it. And and, and I mean, I, I don't think it would be too out of the park to imagine that if they did put it on uh, PlayStation 5 after a timed exclusive that they could potentially sell 4 million copies over there. So what, what that would basically equal out to is one hundred ninety six million dollars. Mm -hmm. OK, now. We always like to say, well, Microsoft doesn't need the money. They're a trillion-dollar company. How do you think they became a trillion-dollar company? It, well, it sure, well, it starts heck, with one it dollar. sure as heck wasn't leaving 196 million potential revenue that they were quite honestly probably not going to receive any other way, you know, just on the table, right? They jump on that, right? You know, for instance, McDonald's, you know, they're going to sell, they're going to come out with anything that they can, Right to make as much money as they can. And they're going to, they're going to try to sell it to whoever they can that will come to that restaurant, a little kid, a woman, a man, whatever demographic comes through their restaurant, they're going to try to sell. You also said something a little interesting as well. You, you know, you, you mentioned Netflix and, and, and live service or, you know, and, and, and streaming services and stuff like that. And I really like to equate my idea to what these you know streaming services do you're absolutely right netflix would not allow orange is the new black on any other streaming service it would be crazy for them to do that but what they do do is they put their debt their game or their movies on a disc and sell it in walmart and walmart makes some of that money but even a better example is amazon for instance amazon 
they their 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 newest show, The Boys, fantastic show by the way. We mentioned that I think uh, a show two shows ago, right? You can go and buy season one of The Boys and Walmart, right? An Amazon created show. You can go to Walmart, which is a competing, which is a competitor to Amazon. They could just sell their box sets on Amazon.com, but they don't just do that. They 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 sell them in Walmart as well. Right. And the reason why Amazon does that is because Amazon is a smart company. Amazon wants to maximize profits because they want their shareholders to be as excited as they possibly can. And, 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 and the ultimate goal of Microsoft is, is to, is to continue doing what they're doing. They don't want to go out of business. They want to make as much money as they possibly can. And the way that you would maximize profits in this situation, and we have seen Netflix do it. We have seen Amazon do it. We have seen HBO, uh, which is owned by Warner brothers do it. This is not, this is not some crazy outlandish theory, right? We've seen all these companies that run, you know, streaming services do this type of practice. Xbox have their Bethesda games being timed exclusives, then release them a year after on PlayStation to pick up that extra revenue that you obviously probably weren't going to get. Anyway, you see what I'm saying? You yeah, make I, more money that way. You know what? What I'm going to do is I have a counterpoint, but it is it is in the next bullet point. And and what I will what I will add to what you're saying is that there's a difference here. There's a difference. It's not just selling the service because Microsoft is in the business of consoles. Now again, it's not their top priority, but they are selling two different consoles as opposed to just being a a shop where you can come and get a box version of the boys from Amazon and of course a move a, a, a series that's only available on Netflix. See that's see, that's the difference. See Microsoft is selling in the business of selling consoles and they're in a, in the business of selling new consoles and they're trying to attract the casual market which of course we understand ruled the roost this generation especially in the PlayStation 85 plus million consoles of the 112 are not the diehard gamers. There are the gamers that buy three games a year at best. They buy the Maddens, they buy the 2Ks, and they occasionally throw a first party in there. You know, Spider-Man, very popular. It's going to sell 15 million copies because he's Spider-Man. He's the face of Marvel. He's the face of the MCU. Everyone loves Spider-Man. But that's the difference. Walmart and Amazon, they're not selling you consoles. They have their they have their storefront which they're going to put these box sets into where you can go and buy a box set if you if you want to watch um the boys. But here's the thing, the difference is you're not going to get lots of new customers buying these box sets. The people that are buying the box sets have already watched the boys. They just want to own the boys. That's the difference. At least okay. in my in my opinion. Now, what I'm going to say to that is that Xbox, a lot of us, we still view them as a console company. And yes, they are still making consoles, 100%. But they have been transitioning very, very hard into being more of a streaming or of, 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 a, of a gaming service than an actual console company. And I think it's also important to remember as well is like I, I agree with your idea along the lines of you know they they you know their plan is to sell consoles to get more people into the Xbox platform right and i agree with that but there there's several other ways of getting people into the Xbox platform 
than just selling consoles. And these consoles selling these are not nearly as important as it is for, let's say, Sony. And that's one of the big differences between Sony's, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, strategy for their business model and Microsoft's strategy for their business model, right? Is, is Xbox is actually losing money on selling these consoles. And for the defense of Amazon, Amazon does sell, you know, a, a physical, and I guess if you wanted to like compare it, you know, uh, equally, they do sell a physical device, you know, the Amazon Fire Stick that they want to sell, right? Mm-hmm. And those people that do go out and buy the boys season one on box set there, there, you know, there's a chance that they're not going to buy that Amazon fire stick, but that's perfectly okay because Amazon is still making money off of their, off of their product that possibly they would have never been able to make, you know, um, if they didn't publish that game or that movie on boxes or on discs in a box set. I mean, listen, I think we both make good points. I I just think at the end of the day, when you have a a service of Game Pass that gives you so much value, you have to add content to make it more valuable, which they're going to do. Sure. Uh, In in order to continue to push the narrative of being able to play anywhere, you need content that people are going to want to play anywhere. Uh, and, and and that's where Xbox, uh, that's where Project X Cloud comes in. They see again, it, Microsoft see, see and someone. This is what someone had said earlier. Microsoft gives you the ability, as 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 a, as a gamer, to play on your Xbox, whether that be the um, the S, the One um, X, the Series X, or the Series S, your PC, your mobile phone, your tablet, your TV. Plenty of places to play said exclusive. The difference with Sony, and this is why Sony, in my opinion, is finally getting a taste of their own medicine, is the fact that if I want to play Miles Morales up until uh, two weeks ago, it was only going to be on the PlayStation 5. Okay, we're not going to bring in the, uh, the, the, you know, uh, the uh, gym dancing shoes, uh, Ryan, about him you know, lying. But it, it was it was only going to be on the PlayStation Five. They said they don't. They believe in generations. They believe in locking content behind their new console, so you can buy the console to play said game. So I, and again, it's one of those instances that I believe what's good for the goose is good for the gander. Now, uh, you know, before we move into the 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 second uh, part of of the conversation, the super chats have come in, and my God, folks, you you have been. Unbelievably generous. Thank you so much in advance. Harry Bowles. <laughs> I laugh every time I say that. He says this after dropping a $2 super chat. Z- Z- at Zemi, boo this man. Just kidding. But I disagree with you. Understood him. Happens. Robert Olson, a very generous friend of the show. Robert, thank you for being here, brother. He drops an outstanding $10 super chat. Xbox exclusives and PC and xCloud. No PlayStation. I agree right there with you. Brandon, real life situation. Drops a $3 super super chat and says Xbox needs to make all of these games exclusive. Uh, We have Cloud Practitioner, a very generous friend of the show. Drops an outstanding $10 super chat and says, when will these concerned PlayStation gamers and journalists start advocating for Sony's first party titles like Spider-Man, Miles Morales, Horizon, and God of War Ragnarok to be released on Xbox consoles? I mean, again, that's that's a whole conversation in itself. I mean, again, if we remember, you know, because I've seen the narrative people are running with now, and they're saying, well, just a second there, Mr. Boomstick. 
these are like Zemi said, these are beloved, and Microsoft didn't make them. So how dare they lock them? Well, folks, we also have to remember that before Uncharted was Uncharted and Sony owned them, they made it as a, a second party developer. So Sony bought um, Naughty Dog after the success of Uncharted 2. That goes for Guerrilla Games. That goes for Insomniac Studios. So Sony purchased all of these companies well after these games were successful and only available on a PlayStation. They purchased these developers to lock that content behind a paywall called the PlayStation 4 and now the PlayStation 5. But let me continue with the outstanding generosity. We have Sony Drone says this after dropping a $5 super chat. Thank you for your generosity, my friend. He says, might I point out why does Microsoft have to share? Sony is leaving money on the table with no Xbox, PC, or mobile ports. It works both ways. We have then... Uh, uh, Ness Juju uh, Bavara says this after dropping a $5 super chat. Elder Scrolls is the best selling Western RPG of all time, and it will be bigger than Halo once it's released. Sony fans will jump ship for that game. And I agree. I think that I think Microsoft is, is banking on that. Thanaros, a good friend of the show, drops an outstanding $2 um, uh, super chat and says Zemi is thinking chess. Very interesting there. Um, we have now I'm going to get this wrong. And someone on the Iron Lord said it right, and I'm sorry that I'm going to get it wrong. It's P. Diddy, Papa Diddy, Puff. I hope I got that right. He drops an outstanding $5 super chat and says, Sony um, doesn't put their games on Xbox. It's a reason for that. Hold on a sec. Okay, here we go. The, the be uh, th They better leave Craig alone next time. Woke the sun <laughs> there. <laughs> Love it. That's <laughs> fantastic. Uh, we also have, um, oh, I wonder gaming drops an outstanding $5 super chat and says, Amazon... Um, isn't releasing the boys on ultraviolet, which is owned by Walmart. Amazon doesn't have traditional stores like Walmart. Um, WF doesn't count. Um, he, um, here's another one. Great uh, game over drops an outstanding $5 super chat and says Microsoft doesn't want $70 per year per, uh, on one title. They want you to spend $180 per year in game pass. They maximize profit getting you into game pass for recurring revenue and that is a great point now folks listen i didn't expect this show to be this big but we are closing in on 700 folks here please if you are enjoying the banter consider hitting that like button and want to and zemi and i want to thank you so much for taking the time of your day to hang out with us we certainly appreciate it but i want to move on to of course the next point of contention. And now, of course, I, we kind of talked about this, but, you know, with Microsoft's major investment into 16 studios post E3 2018, the business plan has always seemed to be Xbox Game Pass. Even if we didn't know what the plan was because they weren't ready to share at that point, Phil and, of course, the team at Xbox, along with the support of Amy Cook and Satya Nadala, 
they knew that the streaming service, the Netflix of gaming service was in the cards. And of course, in order to maintain healthy continued subscription counts with the ability to add new gamers joining the service every month, content is key. Now, this ideology is no different, but, and I'm going to bring up so many of the TV subscriptions out there. Now, you have a lot of them. You have, and I am, I'm probably sub to all of them. You have Netflix. You have for their Netflix originals. You have Amazon Prime for their originals. You have Hulu, which I'm not a big fan of because there's commercials. But like, for instance, uh, another one that I love, uh, my Mrs. Boomstick and I are big horror fans. We love Shudder, uh, Apple TV. You have the new one, um, uh, Queeby. That has like the, you know these 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 nine minute episodes, right? They're, they're they're very very different shows, and there and of course there are many more that are left off because you can only list so many for a conversation. But a lot of these services are fighting for the consumer's dollar, and how do they do that? It's with exclusive content, and like I said, you know this is something that you know when you have you know when, when you when you look at the overall pictures emmy of what microsoft is looking to do just but not in just in the moment it, it's not just the, the the console launches on november 10th it is well beyond because obviously they've made it they've they've made their deal with samsung so we know for a fact that the game pass app and 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 the xbox um uh, the, the xCloud app are coming, right? Those have been confirmed to be in TVs, to be on your phones, to be on all of your Samsung devices, right? They made that big deal with them. They are trying to transition gamers. And again, we have to look at who they're going for. See, the, the, the hardcore, we, the, Microsoft doesn't even have to say hello. We're, we're coming to the door without even being invited because we're the hardcore. Now, the generation that Microsoft is looking to get into is the younger generation. That generation that's about 10, 12, 15, maybe even 16 years old right now, they grew up with the tablets in their hands. They were in their cribs with tablets, using the tablet when some older folks didn't even know what the heck was going on. They're used to playing on the tablet. They're used to playing on their phones. That's why xCloud exists, because not only is Microsoft... They, what they've done is, is is wizardry, in my opinion, because it takes what Nintendo did so well with the Switch and has converted that into not just one device you have to buy for three hundred. That gives you the ability to, to 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 play on your TV or to go play it on the go. You can now play anywhere, and see that's the difference. If you are someone that loves the Elder Scrolls, you don't have to buy. An Xbox. You don't have to spend $300 and $500. Microsoft has given you the ability to say, you know what? Play on your PC, Mr. PC Master Race. Or go play on your TV. All you need is a wireless controller because that's eventually what's going to happen. Zemi, what, 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 what is your, your, your counter argument to this? So, so yes, I mean, of course you can play on your, on your smartphone. You can play on your PC. You can go out and buy an Xbox. Eventually we'll, we will probably get to the day where you can go and you can purchase your, uh, or you can play your games on, on your, on your smart television. Absolutely. You know, and, 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 and I completely agree with that, but we're not quite there yet. And not everyone wants to play their games like that. And, you know, so there are still going to be PlayStation gamers that want to play the Elder Scrolls, but are unwilling to play their games, uh, you know, not on a console. 
you know, not on specifically maybe their preferred console with the controller that they love to use and 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 all of that together is 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 ultimately what I'm trying to say, right? Like I agree 100%. Game Pass is Xbox's golden ticket into in into next generation or into, you know, this upcoming generation and it's their golden ticket of getting them where I think a lot of us probably think gaming is eventually going to go. Um, you know, being all digital on services and that type of thing, but we're not quite there right now. And there is still a lot of money that you can pick up by putting that, by putting those, uh, or at least certain Bethesda games on the PlayStation platform. And that's ultimately what I'm trying to say. Yes. By holding those titles onto the Xbox platform, whenever I say the Xbox platform, I mean, Xbox all across the board on PC, uh, on mobile devices, on the actual console. Whenever I say the Xbox platform, I mean I mean their whole suite, right? Yes, you're going to bring over a lot of PlayStation users by doing that, but you're not going to get them all. And all of those people, if you if you did the timed exclusive that I'm talking about, you're going to be able to pick up that extra revenue that you previously would have not been able to get. And and that is what I'm trying to say. Like I I 100% agree with you that you know. Um, Xbox going with the X cloud approach is, is super strong and they're going to get a lot of consumers that way. And they're going to bring over a lot of Sony consumers that way as well, but you're still going to be leaving some profits off of the table. Now, I don't know how many that's going to be. There might be 4 million PlayStation users unwilling to use the Xbox, um, services. There might be 2 million. You know, we don't know the specific number, so you you can only guess on that. And and, and that's kind of like the whole point about this, right? Uh, that's why a lot of this is just really opinionated. But you can only guess how many people will be left over on playing on the PlayStation platform that won't purchase or buy the Elder Scrolls to 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 get in, you know, uh, to be, because they want to stay on Xbox, right? And so to do the timed exclusive and then put it on PlayStation, then there you go. You're 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 great. And I understand another point that you're also making of continual money each and every month from services. And I get mm -hmm. that. But there's another thing and 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 once again, there's no there's no way of telling how how much this could potentially impact um you know, this scenario, you would need to do a lot of market research and, and conduct a lot of surveys with consumers to actually figure this out. But if you did make the Elder Scrolls, just as an example, completely a 100% lockdown exclusive for the Xbox platform, there might be people that go out and buy that PlayStation. But if the, you, and, and if the only thing that they're willing to play is Elder Scrolls, then they may come over and play Elder Scrolls on their smartphone for two months, beat the game, do everything that they want in the game. And then at that point, Xbox just made $30, where if they would have published it onto the actual PlayStation, PlayStation platform, they would have made uh, $49 plus the DLC. You see what I'm saying? So I mean, yeah. So, I, so, so there's so many different scenarios around here. And, and also, I, I also wanted to touch on one of the Jesse Darby's chat. He said, I like Zimmy. I like you too. Uh, uh, but he's not making too much sense right now. It's okay for Microsoft to put their crap on other platforms, but Sony, uh, 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 but Sony can't. What about that? The big elephant in the room, and and Jesse, I, I actually that's a, that's an amazing question, and I kind of want to touch on that. The reason why Sony can't do it is because their business model is completely different than Xbox's. Their business model is selling consoles. They run the traditional route. They sell consoles to sell software. 
right? If they don't sell those consoles, they don't sell that software. And that means they don't make money and they go out of business. So they need to have that reason to go out and buy that $400, $500 piece of hardware so that they can sell their software. Whereas Xbox, they have a completely different business model that's not solely reliant on selling consoles because they sell their games to people on PC and they have mobile devices now. And so that's the big reason why I wouldn't be advocating Sony to doing this. However, Sony... I, 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 you've, you've heard me before. I was criticizing them literally at the beginning of the show. I hate how Spider-Man is locked down, uh, as a, as an exclusive for the PlayStation brand. And I really kind of, I, I think that it, at least for that one title, I think it would be very, very good for them if they actually did put that on other platforms as well, because they still have plenty of other first party games to, to back up on. But to answer your question, that's why. It's because a completely different business model. That's why I'm not saying that Sony should do this. It, it's two different scenarios. What Xbox is doing and what Sony are doing and their whole ideology and their business models are just completely different from each other. And listen, what you're saying does make, make sense from a business point of view. But l l let me try and, and come at this from a well, different that's, that's the only way it needs to make sense. Well, here, here's another, but here's a business angle where I think where sure. it, 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 it again, it's 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 count, it, it's a counter to what you're saying. Sure, uh, Insomniac Games uh, has made games for Sony for years, but they weren't exclusive. As a matter of fact, they made one of my favorite uh, Xbox One games uh, in, of course, um, Sunset Overdrive. Right? There has been talk that uh, Sunset Overdrive Two could potentially be released. Uh, and uh, as a matter of fact, they've been giving hints like like Insomniac loves to do. And um, if Sunset Overdrive 2 is released, that is going to kind of be uh, Sony's, you know, way of doing things. They have a dirty, they have a, a very back door, back, you know, a backslap kind of way of doing things. They're, they're, they're cheeky is not even the word I would use for them. Um, shoving, you know, it in your face and you're, you're rubbing it in your nose is what Sony does. It's what they've done this entire generation to the Xbox brand. At every given moment, they have rubbed something into the face of Microsoft and its, and its uh, gamers for years. If and when, and I say when because I believe it's going to happen, Sunset Overdrive 2 comes. People on the Sony side who booed this game, who who made fun of this game because it didn't sell well, are going to come out of the woodwork in, and, and they're going to stand arm in arm on, on, on the side of the road, you know, claiming that this is the greatest game since sliced bread. But when it was on Xbox, it was shit. But now that it's on the PlayStation 5 and next gen, it's great. And that's fine. That's their opinion. But this is where the business aspect comes in. Sony wants PlayStation, I mean, Xbox gamers who enjoyed Sunset Overdrive 1 to buy a PlayStation 5, whether that be the $400 or the $500 one. And they would use a line that I've used before. And it's from one of my favorite movies from the 80s. If you're old like me, you understand Richard Pryor, fantastic comic. In the movie The Toy... Um, he said, tough titty. And that's exactly what Sony would say to Xbox gamers saying, it's not fair. I played the original on my Xbox One, and I would love to play the um, uh, part two, but I can't because I don't want to buy an Xbox or I can't afford 
to buy it. Uh, I mean, I can't afford to buy a PlayStation or I don't want to buy a PlayStation. And everyone in the media, everyone on the PlayStation side would be like, that is perfectly okay. But what you're saying is that, well, that poor PlayStation person, well, they don't want to buy an Xbox because they want to use a PlayStation, uh, PlayStation controller. Well, you can do that. On PC, you can potentially do that if it's a if if it's a wireless controller that has Wi-Fi, and they do on your TV or potentially on your smartphone. As a matter of fact, the PlayStation Four controller has been confirmed to work with XCloud, which is pretty shocking, but it does. So it's it, it, again, it, it's a it's a complete roles reversal, and I don't feel bad for the PlayStation gamer that a can't afford. To play on an Xbox, and and, and they're going to miss out on the Elder Scrolls and Doom and, and and Fallout Five and and Wolfenstein, whatever. I don't feel bad for them because the Microsoft, unlike Sony, has given them multi a multitude of options to play these games on other devices, whether it be your phone, your tablet, your TV, your PC, or an Xbox. Whereas Sony has um said no the best place to play for our gamers is on a PlayStation 5 and tough crap if you can't get one and uh, and 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 taking this this point even further i want to bring back Spider-Man from Insomniac Games we you talked about Microsoft leaving money on the table well you want to talk about money being left on the table they they sold 15 plus million copies of Spider-Man on the PlayStation 4 that has 112 million users, right? So the ratio is pretty low. But for a game like Spider-Man, based on you know development costs to what they made in profit, it's a profitable game. It's a big game. It's the most selling game on the PlayStation 4, hands down. And Miles Morales is going to sell like gangbusters. But here's the thing. If Sony who has the developer, Insomnia Games, who has worked with Microsoft in the past, they, in my opinion, potentially left even more money on the table than Microsoft will with uh, with, with one of their games that are exclusive simply because he's Spider-Man. And if they sold 15 million on the PlayStation 4, what if they sold 10 million on the Xbox? But Sony would never allow that because they want you to buy a console. They want you to play on their platform. Well, they need you to buy a console. But that's that that's not my problem. That's Sony's old way of thinking. Absolutely. My, 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 that that is their problem, and they have to and, and that's why they're going to lose this generation, folks. You heard me say it. Jim Ryan, his old way of thinking is an old way of thinking. And if he doesn't change with the times, you know what they say, you get left behind. And I'm telling you right now, and again, this is a little off topic, Microsoft is not only going to win this generation because of options, they are going to absolutely destroy Sony even in the console sales market because they're giving you a powerful console for 300 bucks. Again, story for a, a conversation for another time. But again, because Sony is so stuck in their old ways, 
I don't care that they have to sell systems. That's not my problem. My problem is an as an Xbox first gamer, I want games in my ecosystem that you can only play because that has potential to bring new players into the Xbox ecosystem that were not there before because of the exclusive conversation. But you know what, Semi, we have a we have a um I know that you want to talk about what Phil Spencer had to say, and you know we're, we're going to bring Starfield, whether that is exclusive, and and you have something you want. We're going to get into that in a second, but I have to catch up with some of these unbelievable super chats that have come in. Absolutely. And, uh, let me let me do that real quick before they get out of control. We have um, uh, exclusive. Okay, here we go. Let me see if I can. Okay, so um, oh, I wonder. Gaming drops another outstanding five dollars super chat and says if PlayStation gamers. Don't want to stream or play games via Xbox or PC. They can obviously they 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 obviously don't want to play the game. I prefer Xbox, but I still have a PlayStation and a Switch. It's the same as me. That's a great point. We have Cloud Practitioner drops another outstanding wow ten dollars super chat. Thank you for that, brother. He says I humbly request that you ask your guest about the beloved Sony titles being timed exclusives and going to Xbox consoles. I want to see the gaming media article. Stop giving Sony a pass, and yeah, I mean that. I mean, they're, they're, I mean they're, they have spent a significant amount of money. For instance, Final Fantasy VII, Final Fantasy XVI, Death Loop, Ghost uh, Ghostwire Tokyo, um, Godfalls, another one. Um, as a matter of fact, one that was egregious was the Destiny stuff. We didn't, as Xbox gamers, pay the same money for Destiny 1 and Destiny 2, and we were boxed out of content that we still never got. So, yeah, Sony has been playing dirty for years. Um, a very good friend of the show, Smitty Smith, bringing us back to church once again. And he drops an outstanding $10 super chat and says, Microsoft didn't need Sony to become a trillion-dollar company. Microsoft didn't need Sony to spend $7.5 billion on ZeniMax. So when it comes to making a dollar, I think Microsoft knows what they are doing, the book of X. We also have Random Citizen dropping an outstanding $5 Super Chat says, keeping the games exclusive to Microsoft ecosystem permanently eliminates the narrative that Xbox has no games. That is a fantastic point, and I agree. Uh, we also have um, P1553D112 dropping an outstanding $5 Super Chat and says this, putting games on PlayStation devalues Microsoft's ecosystem, and they could just sell... Uh, just as well sell uh, loose subs that they would have gotten otherwise. Short money, long money. I, I agree. Kaysante, wow, my God. Thanks so much for your generosity. He drops an outstanding $20 super chat. Says, Zemi, with respect to your argument, doesn't make business sense. PUBG lost 33 million users instantly when India banned it. None of them were on PlayStation with xCloud. They don't need Sony. PSN isn't as essential as Android. That's a fantastic point as well. We have Nico dropping an outstanding $2 super chat and says, Microsoft has been a joke this gen. They need exclusives. That is that is a strong point as well. We also have Sony Drone dropping another outstanding um, super chat of, of $5 and says, but what about consoles sold? Isn't this a measurement of success and who is the winner? LOL. Thanks for this debate and laying down some common sense. We also have here Noob Hero. Wow, dude. Thank you so much for your generosity. He doesn't even say anything, but he drops 
an unbelievable $20 super chat. So now, Zemi, this is what I want to do because I know that we were talking about this prior because obviously Zemi and I, we were brainstorming before because we know we want the show to flow. We want it to be interesting. Sure. We want it to be thought provoking, right? We want it to be fun, right? At the end of the day, because it's just our opinion, right, wrong, or indifferent, or whether you agree or you disagree, it's still worthy of a conversation. I think so far we are doing well, but I want to bring my, I, I want to bring Phil Spencer into the conversation now. Zemi, I, I have, I have a significant amount of stuff to say. Do you want to go first, or do you want to hear what I have to say about Phil? You, you go first, man. Okay, here we go. So listen. One of the things that I believe is if Microsoft intended to put these IPs on the PlayStation 5, in my opinion, and I think the near 800 people that are here, which is holy shit, I cannot believe we have this many people watching. So thank you so much for being here. I believe the same people in this chat, I believe the same people that are vocal on social media would vote a big no of confidence when it came to the decision-making of Phil Spencer. And I say that because for years, the running tropes is Xbox has no games. Xbox has no exclusives. And Phil has said some things that has not only drew a line in the sand, but politely and specifically uh, is saying that these games are going to remain exclusive. And here's, here's one point. Now, this is, this is the, the quote, one of the quotes from the recent um, uh, Xbox Wire article from Monday. And this is what Phil had to say. He says, all of our work and the foundation of our relationship with you starts with the commitment to deliver a breadth of amazing games to discover and play on Xbox. Over the last few weeks, we have been excited to share more details on important elements of a plan that we have been building towards for years. A plan that is the fulfillment of a promise to you, the Xbox player, to deliver the most prominent, immersive, and compatible next-generation gaming experiences and the freedom to play blockbuster games with your friends anytime and anywhere. Today is a landmark step in our journey together, and I'm incredibly energized by what this step means for Xbox. And I want to make sure that I, I, that, I'm, that I highlight that he's talking about Xbox, not talking about making money from everywhere else. Here is another quote from earlier in the year. This came um, after um, one, of, one of the uh, games launched on the Nintendo Switch, right? And this, this is a statement from Phil. Again, this is, I believe it was Ori and the Will of the Wisps got onto Switch, and people, of course, started the running narrative that Microsoft is going to be putting all games onto the Nintendo Switch. And this is what Phil had to say. He says this. I think more and more about what does a full Xbox experience mean to our different platforms. Right now, it seems like when any game comes out, there's that. Is this one going here? Is this one going there? I'd rather be able to set a more of an Xbox-level expectation for our fans on where things are going to go. I thought we did that with our first party when we talked about game shipping on Xbox and PC, but I got some blowback from certain people in certain groups on that. But at least we set an expectation on that. 
I'd rather see us get to a point, uh, get to the to that point on the different pieces of hardware we're on. So I guess I'll leave it there. Now, listen, both of these statements, uh, and there's been numerous interviews where Phil has specifically said he owes it to the Xbox community to prove to us that the commitment in the brand is by getting experiences that you can't get anywhere else. It's been important to Phil. It's been important to Game Pass. It's important to xCloud. And I believe, based on these statements, that all of these games are going to remain exclusive because they want to prove to us that not only do we count first, Right, as Xbox gamers, we should matter first before anyone. As a matter of fact, I would even dare say that we should matter before profit because we are gamers that continue to live and breathe on this platform and support this in everything that they do. So, in turn, Microsoft needs to make us the number one priority. So, uh, I'll let you go, uh, you know, uh, uh, um, the next Emmy. Yeah, I mean, so I agree with, you know, a lot of those quotes and, and what he said. And 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 by making certain Bethesda titles timed exclusives that eventually will go to PlayStation, I don't believe in any way takes value away from Game Pass. It doesn't take value away from Xbox consumers. And, and, and in my opinion, I don't think it diminishes the brand really any. And the reason I say that is because, yes, you know, the Elder Scrolls possibly might be on the PlayStation 5 a year after its initial release. But that game is available in Game Pass day and date for no additional cost, right? right? Which 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 previously would have not happened, right? Same as all Bethesda games, you know? And and whenever I say, you know, I want them to make, you know, all Zenimax games, you know, um you know, timed exclusives. That's what I want to see. What I think that they will do is completely opposite. I think the big, very popular, you know, multi-million dollar, you know, or unit selling games will be uh, timed exclusives. I think the smaller titles that sell about four or five million units will probably be more of lockdown exclusives. But I don't believe that them, you know, putting the next Elder Scrolls on the PlayStation is diminishing the Xbox brand or is, you know, throwing any of the promises of Phil Spencer into the paper shredder. I think it's offering a tremendous amount of value still to the Xbox consumers. And there's still a tremendous amount of value to get people to transition over uh, to the Xbox brand one way or another. Another quote that I also really, really like from Phil's um, is him specifically saying uh, that you know, for the PlayStation 5, Deathloop and Ghostwire Tokyo would be honored. Their timed exclusives for the PlayStation 5 would be honored. And that all other Bethesda you know, or Zenimax, you know, well, Bethesda published titles, we'll just say that because it's easier said that way, uh, will come to Xbox, PC, and on a case-by-case -case basis for other consoles. What that tells me is that there is great potential that we will see specific Bethesda published titles going to other places other than just the Xbox platform. Now, you know, there's there's a lot of debate that could be had on what exactly does he mean by that? Maybe he just means uh, certain titles might be put on Steam. 
you know, but then again, maybe he means that certain titles will be put on um, PlayStation to maximize profits and keep up with goodwill and, and a solid, you know, public relations. Right. Um, and, 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 and I like to believe that, that it is, you know, the latter, right? I think that that makes the most sense, right? Um, because he specifically says a case by case for other consoles, right? And Steam isn't just another console. It, PlayStation's a console. Switch is a console. And so for that reason, I think that there is great promise that what I'm saying makes sense and, and is will, will virtually happen with select Bethesda titles. Another quote that I found very, very interesting is from uh, Pete Hines. Uh, hopefully I can find that quote with very little effort. Um, yes, I found it. Um, the quote read, this is from Pete Hines, the uh, vice president of public relations and marketing at Bethesda. He said, the key point is uh, we're still at Bethesda. We're still working on the same games we were yesterday, made by the same studios we've worked for for years, and those games will be published by us. All Bethesda titles are going to be published by Bethesda. And I think that that is a very important distinction here. Yes, Microsoft owns ZeniMax. Yes, at, at the end of the day, you know, the, the what's the saying? The buck stops here or stops with uh, with 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 Satya Nadala, right? They 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 own ZeniMax, right? But their games are not being published by the Xbox Game Studios like publishing. Right. And I think that that's a very, very important distinction. Now, I'm not saying that that is 100 percent evidence that all Bethesda titles or even Bethesda titles are going to be going to other platforms. But I think it is important to remember that the way that Xbox is treating Bethesda and that we can see how they're treating Bethesda is completely different than how they are incorporating the, a lot of other studios into the Xbox game studio family, right? Bethesda is publishing Bethesda's own games, right? And I think that that is a very, very important distinction to keep in mind here and 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 combining that with Phil Spencer's quote of other, you know, Bethesda titles will you know, it's going to be a case by case, of uh, you know, decision of whether they're going to go to other consoles. I think combining both of these quotes really, really increases the chance that we will see select Bethesda titles. And, and in my opinion, I think Elder Scrolls is very, very high up there. Uh, I think Elder Scrolls is, is honestly the highest uh, likelihood of a game that we would see, um, you know, Bethesda publishing on uh, the PlayStation brand as well after a timed exclusive. Well, I mean, listen, what, what I mean, some people can, you, what, what he's, what, what has been said there can be equated easily to something like Minecraft. Like Minecraft is, is a worldwide brand that has already millions and millions of users. So if Microsoft, after purchasing the company that makes that and, uh, and it became a Microsoft first party, it would have been pretty terrible if Microsoft swooped in and said, okay, 
where all new content moving forward is only available on Xbox devices. And, um, you know, there's, you're not going to get any updates. I, I think what, what I think honestly, what Phil Spencer meant, and I, and I, and I think most people in the chat might, might agree with this is that there are two current MMO games that are, that's a multi-plats fallout 76 has, tr has tremendous amount of people that continue to play it. And of course, elder scrolls online is, uh, is unbelievably popular. It has millions of players across PC across the Xbox and of course the PlayStation. What I think was meant in that in in that comment isn't that the new Elder Scrolls Six is going to be released on the PlayStation Five because they don't need it. They ha if you want to play Elder Scrolls, you can play Elder Scrolls Online right now on your PlayStation Four and probably your PlayStation Five. That goes for on PC and on Xbox. Though if you want to play the new hotness. That is a single player experience or even potentially a multiplayer co-op experience. You can't play that on your PlayStation. You have to get you have to get an Xbox or you can play it on PC or you can play it on your TV, your tablet or your phone. See that again, that that's the difference. Now here, you know, I know that was a big a point of contention regarding Starfield. Starfield is not coming. To the PlayStation 5, and, and they said that already. But I got I got a quote here from Sarah Bond, who is the VP of Microsoft, and she says, One of the things that has me most excited is seeing the roadmap with Bethesda's future games coming to Xbox console and PC, including Starfield, the highly anticipated new space epic currently in development by Bethesda Game Studios. Now, now can I can I jump in real quick? Sure. Because I absolutely agree with you and what you're saying and your interpretation of the quote from Phil Spencer about on a case-by-case -case, uh, basis, right? That is your interpretation. But there is another interpretation for the Starfield quote that you just said. Yes, she did not mention PlayStation once, but she never used the word exclusive and she never ruled it out. She said Starfield will be coming to Xbox and PC. But it could still possibly come to PlayStation. Uh, now, the likelihood of that, I'm not going to argue the likelihood of it. I don't know the likelihood of it, but it is left open. It is not a perfect quote, and there is some level of interpretation for that, just like there is a level of interpretation for the Phil Spencer quote about the case-by-case. -case. It's not What I'm trying to say is it's not 100% you know, written in stone that it's not coming to the PlayStation because they didn't explicitly say that. They just said two places that it is coming to. Yeah, I mean, again, it, 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 it's... The, it's the, up for interpretation. It, it is up for, it's up for interpretation, but the point is, is that when you, when you look at Microsoft as a company versus Sony, let's just talk money. Let's just talk money for a second. Microsoft does not need Sony's money. Sony would need Microsoft's money, meaning that they would want them to bring that game over to pay them 30% because they, they're, they're a traditionally old thinking company that needs to sell you consoles. And I say this, and my, my counterpoint is when Spider-Man is available for the Xbox gamers, then you can put Starfield on a PlayStation 4 or, 5, a PlayStation 4 or 5. But that's never going to happen because they they don't care. They are old thinking. They want you playing in their ecosystem. You cannot play with your friends in the other part in, in the other sandlot. No, Sony wants you to play in their sandlot, and and they don't care. They don't care that they're leaving millions of potential sales 
of Xbox users, right? And here and here's the other here's the other counter argument to, to that. Right now, I can I would bet a thousand dollars that there is no way in hell that a that a Jim Ryan run Sony would ever ever allow Xbox Game Pass on Sony's platform because that would be admitting defeat. I I agree 100% with you. And and that is that's kind of like my whole point of what I was saying to Jesse Darby before is that yes, Sony would never think about doing this. They definitely wouldn't wouldn't, right? Because it's just not their business model. But what I'm saying is that Xbox's business model allows them to to double dip and to maximize profits where PlayStation is concerned if that's what they wanted to do. And with this Phil Spencer quote, that's what I very strongly believe is their plan. Um, yes, PlayStation couldn't do this. Once again, PlayStation solely reliant on console sales. They, you know, just like Xbox, right? They, do, they don't make any money off of these consoles. They make money. They pick it up on software, right? And But the difference is, is that Xbox doesn't have to sell hardware, their consoles, to be able to sell software. They have other avenues for that now. Whereas for PlayStation, they are completely reliant on selling consoles because if they, once again, they don't sell consoles, they don't sell software. They don't sell software, well, they go out of business real quick, right? And that is why PlayStation would never think about doing this type of thing. And I, and I think there's another distinction that should also be made as well, is that Xbox didn't get to where they are right now by following the traditional path right? They got to where they are right now by changing the rules, by looking at 2013, looking at Sony's advantage and saying, there's no way that we're going to catch up to that. We need to change the way that we conduct business. And that is why they created Game Pass and they, uh, you know, made the adaptive controller and, and, and they, um, and, and they started publishing their games on PC and they took all of these different approaches that were completely different than Sony. But see, what you're saying that they should do is what Sony would do. And Xbox didn't get to where they are right now by doing what Sony does. They got there by being innovative and by 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 breaking the rules of what a gaming company should do. And and that is what I think that they're going to do again to maximize profits and, and to continue doing things that have previously been undone. Yeah, been, been not done before. I mean, listen, I, again, you, you, what you're saying makes sense if you're looking at it from that point of view. But also the, my, my, my counter argument to that is, once again, Sony's reluctance to move into the future and change their old ways of thinking is their problem. See, Microsoft is trying to grow a business they're trying to grow a subscription service that we have seen many companies attempt and fail. The reason why EA Play is in Game Pass isn't because EA is being this wonderful giving company and they want and they they want to give and make Game Pass the best things in sliced bread. No, the problem, the reason why that is is because their service on their own was not maintaining a certain amount of revenue and they felt that it was coming up to a point where it would be a, can be considered a failure 
right? They teamed up with Microsoft because why? Microsoft has 15 plus million subscribers and growing. By, by, by the time the console launches, we could logistically potentially see them announce 20 million. And again, I have some inside tracks and believe it or not, they right now are closer to 20 than they're closer to 15. They just announced 15. So there's a good chance that by the time the consoles launch in a in, in 41 days, by the way, for the Xbox Series X and S, um, they could be at 20 million and make an announcement there. You know, at that that that's why EA is there. So they're trying to grow their business. How do you grow your business? You grow your business with exclusive content that you can play, but it's not exclusive content in the same form and fashion that Sony is doing it. Sony is doing it in a way where they're forcing you to buy a PlayStation 5 and they don't care if you rob, beg, or steal to get it. Microsoft is saying, hey, play in our ecosystem and you can play everywhere. Not just anywhere, but everywhere. Phones, tablets, TVs, pewters, your Xbox, wherever you want to play, go ahead and play, but you're going to subscribe to Game Pass. Now that is a much that is a much better scenario, fifteen dollars than a five hundred dollar PlayStation console, and that's why Sony's going to fail. But you know what? I do have one other point, but I sure. I have to catch up with some of these super chats because there's been my they're, god, they're coming in like crazy. Yeah, there's been quite a few of them. We have JD Gamer, a very generous friend of the show, drops an outstanding five dollars super chat and says, "This is a classic case of short money versus long money, and we all know which one wins. Ultimately, Android offers over a billion customers." Uh, versus the PlayStation 115 million. And, and not only do I agree with that, but I will even uh, add to that that this these games are all going to be next generation, so that 115 million is irrelevant. You're going to be talking about PlayStation 5 digital and physical only, and, of course, that number drops by 90-plus percent. Um, we also have I am Yvonne one Drops an outstanding $2 super chat and says, uh, what's Sony going to do if Microsoft purchases uh, Take-Two? Well, I, I, have a, I have a comment on that, though. We're going to come back to that in a second. Ricky Brown drops an outstanding $5 super chat and says, Zemi, please stop. Game Pass only. We have Noob Hero. My God, he drops another outstanding very generous $10 super chat actually doesn't say anything. Thank you so much, dude. Super appreciate the generosity. We have Thanaros who is coming to the aid of, of course, Zemi. He says this after dropping a $5 super chat. I got your back, Zemi. Most of the chat can't see the bigger picture and only want ammo for the console war. I, th I think like a businessman, not a fanboy. Okay, I mean, a, a fantastic opinion there, Thanaros. Thank you for your generosity. But more importantly, thank you for being here, brother. JD Gamer drops another outstanding $5 super chat and says, why is this even a question whether or not Bethesda games will show up on other consoles? Because if it was Sony, they wouldn't even be a question. Very, very true. Ricky Brown drops another outstanding um, super chat for $5 and says, is this where we all are now? PlayStation guys telling us where what's best for the Xbox. I mean, that's funny. Ricky Brown, my God, he drops another outstanding additional $5 super chat and says, so how do we interpret what Xbox has Sony can't have? 
Um, Ricky Brown, wow, dude, he drops another. My goodness, he drops some ten dollars. He says, "Jesus, enough! Everyone, donate ten dollars to get Zemia Series X, um, uh, and I will do the first install." <laughs> You know, I, I already got one. He I got already one. got one pre-ordered. Yeah, he's he's good. He's good. Uh, D Ram drops a two dollar super chat and says, um, uh, "P.S. People talk down Xbox for years. If not, if no exclusive Xbox mad, a, a, a Xbox player mad." Uh, JD Gamer, wow, the JD drops an outstanding and extremely generous twenty dollar super chat. And says Xbox brand was saved to be a vehicle to launch and anchor services, which is MS, uh, which is Microsoft's business model, i.e. Game Pass is the platform and console. PC phones are vehicles to deliver it. So no Game Pass, no Bethesda games. I mean, that's that's a strong point. We have uh, no one special here drops an outstanding $2 super chat and says Sony will be like Oliver Twist. <laughs> Can I have more, sir, please? I, that's funny. Sony Drone drops a $5 super chat and says an additional $5 super chat, I might add. Sony can have Bethesda on PlayStation. Let Game Pass on there. Problem solved. Talk with uh, talk, uh, talk to Sony PlayStation fans. Yeah, and you know that's never going to happen. And we have Mariano Pampa, a very generous friend of the show. He drops a very generous $10 super chat. Says Microsoft competition is Amazon and Google. Xbox should keep them exclusive. So uh, who's to say Sony fan can get a Bethesda game? And then subscribe to Luna or Stadia. No Game Pass subscription. I mean that's that's another great point. So he, he, here here's my my final point for this. So we're rolling into ninety minutes, and um, this has been a great conversation. Um, let's just say for shits and giggles, just just, just the absolute un unbelievable possibility that we wake up next Tuesday morning. We're all up having our coffee, and as I'm taking my sip of my French vanilla in my very very stylish block mario brothers cup i read on twitter that playstation sony the sony corporation just purchased take two interactive and now grand theft auto 6 and every grand theft auto after that is exclusive to the playstation 5 i will fall over on myself of course but the reality immediately would be from not only the uh, the PlayStation community, but the gaming media is that this was the greatest move in the history of greatest moves, and Sony would be championed, carried on the backs of these knucklehead um, um, media people as the greatest thing since sliced bread. And of course, the running narrative, the 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 headline grabbing clickbait motherfuckers, pardon my French, would immediately write. Xbox never getting a GTA, and they would run with that narrative until the cows came home. And what would and, and what would Sony do? They would throw that in the face of the gaming world. You can only play Grand Theft Auto 6 on a PlayStation 5, and the world would be cheering them on. Whereas what you, what we've talked about this whole entire um conversation is how it is perfectly okay for Microsoft to be the good guys and be giving and give back to the gamers who can't afford a play uh, an X a $300 Xbox and, uh, and 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 
you know, they don't want to play in their phones. They don't want to play in their tablets. They want to play with their traditional controllers. Even though Microsoft has given them the world, basically the oyster is their world. Go crazy, play whatever you want. That is not good enough. Somehow Microsoft has to give more. They have to give back even more to Sony by allowing these exclusives that they paid $7.5 billion to own on a PlayStation because we should feel bad for the PlayStation gamers that don't want to hold an Xbox controller. And I say that that is where the big problem is because if it was Grand Theft Auto exclusive to the PlayStation 5, these journalists and these loyalists to Sony would cheer it on and say tough titty to Xbox gamers who could never play. Now, I would play Grand Theft Auto 6 because I own a PlayStation 4 Pro. I am I'm going to buy a PlayStation 5, so it would not matter to me one way or the other. I just prefer achievements over trophies. That's my only problem. I don't care about the PlayStation controller. I don't like it, but it's fine. But again, you see how when painted in that picture, it is it is it always seems that Microsoft has to be the good guy. Microsoft has to be the one lying in the puddle for people to walk over. But when they want to play hardball, it's a story. Microsoft, bad for the industry. Game Pass, bad for the industry. I never was, right? You know, uh, Xbox Game Pass, a poor man's subscription service. Xbox has no games. And and, and like I said, just, just based on uh, what Phil has said in the interviews, and I know that you, you brought up some really good points, I don't think not one of these games outside of an MMO that's currently active is ever going to release on a PlayStation 5, and you know something? I champion. I literally would get in front of Redmond right now with my picket sign championing this never to happen because for years, the Xbox community has been at the boot hill, uh, 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 the, the boot heel, I should say, of Sony with their exclusives. And now I think it's time for Microsoft to kind of be on the stepping on the neck of the industry, and I think they're going to do that. Is there anything else you'd like to kind of close this out? Because this has been a great show. Um, yeah, you know, I'll touch on like your your idea of take two. Uh, I mean, of course, it's it's completely hypothetical. I don't even know if Sony had the money or even would be willing to make that they don't of an investment to even make that happen. Yeah, let me and, just add something to what you just said. The, the reason why they would never happen is because, and this is this is a this is a dig. This is I'm I'm, I'm not even being facetious. Here. I'm just giving facts. What Microsoft spent on Bethesda, Sony didn't even make last year. FYI. So that that is a dig, but it, it just just to show you that why it was never happened. They just they they I don't I don't think Microsoft would buy Take Two, let alone Sony. Sure. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and 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 once again, like the whole idea of that is, and you're completely right. Sony would probably most definitely not allow Grand Theft Auto or all of the other Take-Two games uh, onto the Xbox platform, right? You're, you're completely right about that. Um, but once again, Xbox didn't get to this point by following the old traditional ideology of how to run a gaming company. They, they didn't. Um, and, and so that's, that's, that's basically my main advantage, the same, or not my main advantage, my main um, point 
to, you know, the, like the last time I spoke is the same point to that is, is, is that what's best for Sony and what's best for Microsoft are two different things. They're both, you know, in, in, in completely different worlds playing two very similar games, but still very different games, right? Um, you know, what success means for Xbox and what success means for Sony are two very, very different things. Xbox, what success means for them is by making as much money as possible and, 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 and making Xbox Game Pass as uh, self-sustainable uh, as it is or as, as possible. What, 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 what's important for Sony is just selling consoles to sell as many games as they can. That's currently what it is. I think eventually we'll see that change as this generation goes on. Um, but, but, but like I said, you know, before, and, and like I keep ranting on, you know, as, as well, I agree that game pass is extremely important to them. I agree, you know, making $15 every single month or $10 every single month is a lot better than making $49 in one year. Right. Mm. I completely and utterly agree with that. But what I'm saying is that by timed exclusives for certain titles, you can have that. You can increase your subscription rate substantially while also maximizing your revenue, double dipping and getting extra money on the side that previously would be impossible for you to get all while all while improving your image across the games industry. And, you know, not to add in that, you know, there's already tremendous value to the Xbox brand. You know, there's already 500 reasons why you would want to go ahead and subscribe to, you know, or, or, or buy into the Xbox ecosystem if you are a PlayStation user. But undoubtedly, there will be some that are just going to refuse either way, but would still be interested in buying Elder Scrolls. And, and, and that is ultimately what I'm saying. What I feel that you're saying is go to a restaurant, get your cheeseburger and fries, and, and that's it. What I'm saying is go to that restaurant, get your cheeseburger and your fries and a side of chicken nuggets just because you can. That is what I'm saying. Mm. Everything that you want them to do and accomplish with 100% lockdown exclusives, I agree with and I think is completely possible to do but with timed exclusives and still maximize your revenue and earn money that, that, that otherwise would have just been left on the table. And again, again, my, my, I, and I hear what you're saying and yeah, and money left on the table could be used immediately and equated to Sony leaving money, not having Spider-Man on the, on Absolutely. the, but, but it's two different, it's two but different that, again, that, that, that these companies are in. That is their problem. That's not Microsoft's problem. And, and, and the reason why you don't want to give people an option that are not subscribed to your service or on Xbox, the ability to know that a game could potentially come out is why should I release a game and get the $49, the $149 uh, hit, so to speak, when I could say all of these games are only being are able to be played on an Xbox branded console or device that works with Xbox. You, what, you're, what you're trying to do is get subscribers. You want people to come through the door and subscribe to your service. They won't subscribe to your service if they know that 12 months from now, Elder Scrolls 6 will be available on their console because they'll say what they did with Tomb Raider. Well, I'm not going to support. I'm not going to support Tomb Raider. That is somebody ringing my bell. Continue with your point. 
Well, I mean, and you know, then you also have to ask yourself the question, you know, how does Xbox want to bring people into their ecosystem? Do they want to bring PlayStation users over uh, because the PlayStation users see Xbox as tremendous value? Or do they want to bring users over because they're being forced to play that one, you know, franchise that they have a amazing, unique, um, you know, connection with? Right. I mean, that's that's another question that you should also ask. And and once again, I agree with a timed exclusive. There would be less PlayStation users willing to jump boats. But at the same time, you would still be making a lot of profit and you are still going to have a tremendous number of those users coming over um, for you know, for all sorts of different reasons, a not having to pay $70 for every single Bethesda title, you know, getting those titles day and date, not having to wait 12 months. And, and then also there's the included, um, you know, additive of getting 200 plus, uh, titles all across, right. There is more than enough reason to get them to come over. Right. And, and that yeah. is what I'm trying to say. And, and I truly believe that you can have both doing what I would be suggesting, whereas doing what you would be suggesting would be locking yourself more into, I guess, a corner, in my opinion. Well, you're, Sony's you're... locking themselves into a corner and Absolutely. everyone's okay and with that's, that. And that's, that's why Sony is stupid. Yes, and, and that's uh, okay. why they're going to lose their like, generation. I mean, I mean yes, depending on what you consider winning or losing the generation as, that is why Xbox is in a tremendous advantage compared to Sony. I, I absolutely agree with you. Sony's Sony's business model is is not really that good for this generation, and it's going to just get worse and worse as years go on. Right? Microsoft's business model is a lot better, and Microsoft's business model also allows them to be more flexible on where their games go. And I'm not saying that I think. Halo should go over to PlayStation and Gears should go over to PlayStation and all Bethesda titles should literally go over there. I, I think I think that all Bethesda titles as timed exclusives, that's what I would like to see. But if I was in Phil Spencer's you know, chair, I don't know if that's what I would do. I would probably make Elder Scrolls go over to PlayStation after 12 months or after, um, you know, uh, you know, 18 months. Right. Yeah, I, would again, a, I would have a timed exclusive or I would offer a DLC that is only available to the Xbox and a timed exclusive to try to bring people over. But ultimately, I would allow certain Bethesda titles to go over to PlayStation because once again, you're going to be maximizing your profits while also keeping up, keeping goodwill. And I think that that is really I think that that is really, really important as well. Well, you know, I mean, their their personal branding and their image on the wide scope is very, very important, especially whenever you throw in new competition uh, such as Google, such as Amazon, such as Apple and whoever else, you know, Keurig, they're probably going to come into uh, the gaming industry at some point or another. I know that they only make coffee makers, but they're probably going to jump in soon. But but I, I, I'm, I'm telling you, I really do believe that having timed exclusives even if it's just for select bethesda titles is the is the most rational way to go and it's going to be what we see i would actually go as far to say as i 100 expect elder scrolls if no other title elder scrolls to be put onto the playstation 5 console 
maybe after a timed exclusive, maybe there's other conditions like exclusive content only available on Xbox. But I, I, I truly feel that Elder Scrolls Six. Uh, well, Elder Scrolls Six is also going to be called Hammerfell. This, this is my big prediction. So we can come back to this in like 2030 uh, or 2023. It's going to be called Elder Scrolls Six Hammerfell, and it will be eventually available on the PlayStation Five. That is my big prediction. Well, I, I'm going to give you another prediction. I think that a that you're that's not never going to happen. I'm going to tell you why. The difference between ex- the, the, the 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 one scenario that you have not mentioned. As to why, and I'm telling you why it's not going to happen, is because Sony is Sony. Their old way of thinking is play on our box, whereas Microsoft is not. They don't need to sell to Sony and their four or five million copies because they're going to sell 15 million copies on PC. See, that's the difference. That's why they don't need Sony. See, we already are, we are already accustomed. We already are, are, are already molded into understanding that Microsoft's theory for their business plan has always been Xbox is PC and PC is Xbox. So we understand that. So when these Bethesda titles go to Steam, the Steam community is going to gobble it up. That Steam money is going to be four, five, even as much as ten times the amount of what is going to be brought by the Sony people. And a good portion of the Sony gamers who kept throwing in, I don't need an Xbox because I have a I have a PC, right? That that was the running narrative and and to some extent still is a narrative. I don't need an sure. Xbox. I have a PC. Great on you. So now when the Hammerfell comes out. In 2023, you don't have to buy an Xbox because you are part of the PC master race. You can go play on your PC. And the Steam community, which, again, when you talk about the PC community versus how many consoles will be in the market at a time, are going to be 10, 15, even 20 times as much. So, again, it's one of those instances. Phil Spencer does two things, two important factors here. That uh, that are that I think that need to be brought up in in the conversation, and there are two important factors that I, we haven't even discussed yet. One, not allowing any of these games on a on a PlayStation unit, whether it's PlayStation Five, Six, or even Ten, shows the Xbox community that you give a flying shit what we think that you that our interest. Our investment into the Xbox platform is, is, is worthy of something, right? I'm getting the commitment from Phil Spencer and Team Xbox that they're, that we want the games on our platform to play the best, look the best, and be only available on that platform. And then on the other, on the other side of that coin is Microsoft is going to be doing that. They're going to show the commitment to the Xbox community that play on console, but on the same conversation they are allowing this game to be a purchased on your pc on steam on x uh, uh, you know uh, um, x, uh, um what do you call it um game pass for pc and you still have the ability to play for your 15 or 10 dollars a month 
or you can outright buy the game. So again, it's one of those instances where you don't necessarily, you don't need, at this point, you don't need Sony's money. And it's not leaving money on the table because you are solidifying your commitment to your fan base, but still giving the PC community that have PlayStations the ability to play on their PCs. So you're not, you're not boxing anybody out. You're literally are going to get 10 times more sales on a PC on Steam than you would on your PlayStation. So again, you don't need the PlayStation. And at the same time, you are still showing the commitment that you have promised us, right? You still are going to show that commitment to the console gamers that you can only play this game on console and PC, something that we're already accustomed to. I mean, listen, folks, we can go here for another 10 hours. No, we, we could. I mean, we, we could just keep going around and around and around. And I think a lot of it that, that you know, really has to be said is that virtually you, neither of us know 100%, right? I mean, we really, we really no, we don't, don't know. We, we, are, we are, at this point, we are just assuming it's, it's, it's speculation. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I have my points of view of why it's a thing. He has his points of view why it's a thing. And, and either of us could be 100% correct. However, I think I am. Okay. Thinks well, he is. Listen, listen, this has been a great conversation. Before we get on out of here, we have uh, still 700 people here. Thank you so much for coming out. We'll catch up on these super chats and we'll do the outros. And we will, of course, uh, uh, you know, get back to playing games at the end of the day. VJ, good friend of the show. In fact, he is one of the voices of the Xbox Factor podcast. He says Bethesda games make up less than 1.9% of PlayStation 4's 1.2 billion software sales. Almost 100% aligned with Zemi today. Um, So he's in line with you. So, But he says, love you both. Well, we love you too, brother. Thank you. James Robinson is here. He drops an outstanding $1 super chat. And thank you, James. Super appreciate the generosity. Uh, We also have, let's see, as we get on out of here, uh, we have Sastry dropping an outstanding Ten dollar super chat. Let me see if I could find it because it just blew right past me. We have where are you, Sastry? Hold on a sec. Let me find you. Wow, we've had a lot of super chats come in. Sastry says this: Zemi companies need to make money, regardless of business model. Sony is leaving money on the table. Goal is to sell software consoles lose money. I uh, said so- sell software consoles lose money. You are contradicting yourself. Um. I mean, listen, again, it's, it's just an opinion, folks. We also have Nuance, uh, a Nuance, I should say, drops an outstanding $5 super chat and says, imagine spending $7.5 billion and not leveraging the platform. If Microsoft doesn't make these games exclusive, it will be their biggest fail ever. See, now, I absolutely kind of agree with that because I think that they have to leverage this. Um, JD Gamer, my goodness, he drops another outstanding $5 Super Chat and says, Microsoft tried the timed exclusive thing with Tomb Raider. And once PS fans found out it was one-year timed exclusive, they refused to buy the Xbox version. That is confirmed. We have Laver Washington drops an outstanding and very generous $10 Super Chat and says, Microsoft only, only, only... Microsoft owning only 10% of the market with Game Pass on PC, on PlayStation equals approximately $3 billion a month. But with Game Pass on PlayStation, approximately $3 billion uh, minus 30%, not going to happen from a Microsoft investor's point of view. We also have Pixel Bit G, another good friend and generous friend of the show. He drops an outstanding $5. Who just says, why should Microsoft care? 
Uh, one purchase isn't worth more than getting you into the ecosystem for the next decade. That's the real play, long-term engagement. I Again, I absolutely agree there. We have Nuance drops another $2 Super Chat says if they really wanted to play, uh, if they hold on a sec, it just flew by. Hold on, Nuance. Let me find you. He says if they really want to play, then they will pay the $15 a month. And I absolutely agree. I think that if you want to play, you got to pay. That's what they always say, right? Uh, we also have another super that came in from Sony Drone. My goodness. Thank you for your generosity. He says this after dropping another $5 super chat after a $299 Xbox. All access, xCloud, mobile, and PC. Who's left to cry over spilled milk? Not enough to justify a port to PlayStation. And I, I again, in closing, I, I would agree with that as well. Listen, this again, this folks, this has been a fantastic show. It went over even longer than I thought we were going to actually talk about. But again, this is this is a show that probably can go four hours because it's just opinion based. But this was great. Uh, I want to thank the um, well over. 800 people that we had here today, which is bananas, to be honest with you. Thank you so much for coming out and supporting not only myself, but Zemi as well. Uh, you By you uh, hitting that like button and subscribing to Double Barrel Gaming, you are telling me that you like this kind of content. And of course, I will keep producing it. Also, I want to thank the moderator who is tirelessly just comes here, carries a very big stick, walks silently, silently and like a ninja, bops you on the head and bounces you out if you are an a-hole. And of course, that is the sheriff known as Lethal Papa. Thank you for being here and doing what you do, Lethal. Also, the Super Chats. My goodness, ladies and gentlemen, the more that the Super Chats come in, the more I am amazed and humbled each and every time. And what that does is it gives Mrs. Boomstick and I an opportunity to give back more. And like I said, come Christmas with Boom, I think you folks are going to be pretty damn surprised on what we are giving away. Again, it's too early to talk about it because I'm still working with some people behind the scenes. Some big prizes are, in fact, coming. But, Zemi, thanks so much for being here. Thank you for putting yourself out there and giving your opinion. Even though we don't agree, it was still <laughs> a valid opinion. Tell everyone where they can find out about how to be a chef, more importantly, about your YouTube channel, and where could people DM you if they want to strike up a conversation. Yeah, so absolutely. Yeah, so I do have two YouTube channels. The first one's called Zimmy Games, where I post a bunch of gaming-related content, such as uh, gaming news, tutorials, and reviews. Uh, and then I also have a second YouTube channel called Zimmy Eats, where I post uh, cooking uh, videos and uh, like recipe videos and food reviews and stuff like that. Uh, you guys can also follow me at Zimmy Games on Twitter. And I always say this during the show, and I always mean it. Um, if you heard something to, uh, during today's show that you agreed with me saying, or possibly, and, and more likely, uh, heard something <laughs> that you that 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 you disagree with me saying, uh, feel free to throw me a DM. I always, always, always love interacting with the community, hearing different people's ideas, and uh, you know, just having those conversations. Um, I really enjoy it, and uh, you know, be sure to uh, follow me on Twitter as well if you um, if you want. Uh, and then also, I'm now streaming on Twitch. Uh, the name on there is uh, Zimmy Games, as well as pretty much everywhere else that you'll find me on social media. And uh, I stream a variety of games, um, you know, uh, RPGs, shooters, strategy games, just literally any any type of game. I play all games. Um, and uh, actually, uh, specifically this Friday around 1 p.m., I believe, you can actually find me and Mr. Boomstick XL himself 
playing through Man of Madon, and I'm probably not going to be screaming as much as I did uh, during our first playthrough because <laughs> I kind of know what to expect, right? Uh, but uh, you might you might see some jumps or some uh, some 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 battle cries. I don't call I don't scream. They're battle no, cries. Yeah, they're battle cries, and, and and just just to let me know that there's a murderer around the corner. Yeah. I definitely appreciate. Also, that. boom, you got one more super chat in the yes. in the chat right now. Yeah, my, Michael Miner, a good friend and generous friend of the show, drops a ten dollar super chat. Wow, dude, thank you for your generosity. He says, "Hey, thanks, dude. I appreciate your shows. Makes time fly to the next gen man. Xbox for the win." Well, thank you so much, Michael. Glad that you were here, and of course, thank you for your generosity. Everyone, listen. I want to say thank you. The support for Double Barrel Gaming has been bananas, folks. 1,200 subs in the last 28 days. My God. I mean, that's like Dealer Gaming or Colt Eastwood or Zulker, 187 kind of numbers. And I cannot thank you enough because remember, the goal after 1,000 is 5,000. We've done that. We have did that this year. I didn't expect it, but we did it. And... The next one is 10,000 because 10,000 gives me the ability to sell merchandise. And I know people have been asking, I'm going to start working with Teespring and I'm going to have Jay, uh, who has designed everything, make some designs for uh, some T-shirts I'm going to be branding. But hopefully we can hit that 10,000 much sooner than later. I want to thank everybody for their support. And I'm going to close out the show with something that's important to me. Hopefully it will be one day important to you. And that is something that my dad taught me and my brothers ever since we were kids. And it's important. And I think it's even more important now than ever. And he used to say, son, treat others how you want to be treated. And also, it doesn't cost anything to be nice. You live by those rules, and I can guarantee you, you'll have an awesome day. So take care, everyone. Enjoy gaming, and we'll see you soon. Actually, we'll see you tomorrow on the newest episode of the Xbox Factor podcast. Take care, everyone. Have an amazing day.